Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 323 of Weekly Poker Hand. Over the next few episodes, we're going to be reviewing some hands from Best Bet Jacksonville. We're playing 2-2 two, two, No Limit Hold'em, so small stakes cash games. Here, a player in the hijack raises to $10. Eden, Eden maybe, we'll call him Eden. He raises to 10 bucks with King-10 offsuit, which is perfectly fine. I, it's a little bit loose but I don't really have a problem being a little bit looser in these games because I think a lot of people splash around way too much. Um, okay, so he raises King-10 offsuit, folds around to Robert in the big blind with Pocket Kings, who three bets to $27 out of his, we'll call it $357 effective stack. All right, so now when you're in position, you made it 10 and your opponent made it 27. They're putting in 17 on top. I am not going to say this is a definitive read by any means, but typically when people three bet generally small from out of position, it's almost always a really good hand because what they're saying is I'm going to give you amazing pot odds, 17 into a roughly $60 pot, and you still are not going to win. And if your opponent's going to give you really good pot odds and you still can't win, that generally implies they have a very strong hand. Um, I'm... So it's tough. With the King-10 offsuit, I think you probably actually are just supposed to fold immediately. Unless you know Robert's going to be 3-betting out of the big blind using this size very frequently, in which case King-10 offsuit becomes an easy call because of your good pot odds. But if you know Robert's range is very, very strong, like aces, kings, queens, and ace-king, you should probably just ditch the King-10 immediately. This is actually a pretty powerful strategy, re-raising small out of position with your nut hands if your opponents are just always going to call a small 3-bet but will fold to a bigger 3-bet. Flop comes queen, six, two, two spades. Robert has no spade with his pocket kings. Neither does Eden with his king 10 offsuit. And Robert pretty quickly checks. This is a little bit fancy. Um, typically on these very uncoordinated boards, you're going to want to bet small and frequently because you have a big range and a big nut advantage. And that's just because your opponent is in very, very bad shape. And if Robert does happen to have a hand that he's bluffing with, like, I don't know, ace jack suited, he doesn't really care if his opponent folds cheaply for like a you know $15 bet into the $56 pot because usually Robert's going to have aces, kings, or queens, right? He's going to have a very, very strong range. Also, Eden's range is going to be full of junk here because he was getting really good pot odds preflop. Obviously, Robert could be bluffing here with even a wider range than just the best hand. Like his range not be, may not be all linear. Like if he has ace, five of diamonds, he would love to be able to pick up this pot on queen, six, two, no diamond for a $15 bet. That'd be fantastic, right? So in general, if you care about being balanced whatsoever, you should probably just bet small and frequently. That said, if you think your opponent is going to be overly aggressive and will attack every time you check, because they're going to think that your checking range must be weak because, you know, why in the world would you possibly check unless you had nothing? If they're going to think you're that basic when it comes to your thought process, then perhaps checking makes sense. I will say Robert checked this really fast. It looked really suspicious to me. I mean, I can tell he has kings, but he was like, check. And that seems weird, right? Maybe he's trying to make Eden think that he has pocket jacks or ace king and is gonna fold to multiple barrels, but I think that's a little bit fancy. I would just make a $15 bet. And if he did make a $15 bet here, Eden would probably just fold. This time it does go check, check though. And when it does go check, check, when Eden checks behind with the King 10, it kind of implies that he is not the type of player who's going to be running maniacal bluffs because in this situation, King 10 probably is not the best hand ever, right? So if King 10 is not the best hand very often, it is a reasonable bluffing candidate and he didn't bluff with it, which means that Robert's play to check here maybe was not ideal. 
okay? So turn is a king, which is awful for Ed and great for Robert. It is the king of spades, though, so that should be a little bit scary. The spades come in. Robert should probably now bet. There's no reason to think Eden has a flush, and he definitely wants to bet in case Eden has a random spade in his hand, like, you know, ace jack with a spade. Robert bets $45, roughly three-fourths pot, and Eden makes a pretty quick call. If I was Eden, I think I'd probably... I feel like these players are all just playing very, very quickly, almost like automatically. Take a second or two and think through your options. Now, in this scenario, Eden's not folding, and he knows he's not raising, right? So I understand that his only option is to call, you don't want to raise because if you raise, you're mostly going to get called by hands that beat you. And if you, um, you know, fold, I mean, you, you never fold the top pair here. So I think this is a spot where Eden does have an easy call. And he's probably thinking, all right, easy call. Let's, let's make the call. But you should think a little bit longer to induce your opponent to bluff the river, perhaps, or to maybe make your opponent slow down with a hand like aces on the river in case he somehow gets scared and then doesn't extract an extra value bet from you. But when you do turn top pair, you're not really planning to fold. If we do go back to preflop, though, if we do think that Robert's range is very strong to three bet from the big blind using a small size, like aces, kings, queens, and ace, king, well, if you think its range is actually that, all those hands beat king 10 offsuit here, right? So in that case, king 10 could be a fold. So if, you can if you're playing against someone who uses range, you can very clearly narrow down to only premium preflop hands, then this is actually a fold on the turn. Against a normal player who has a normal range, you'd never fold the top pair, but against someone whose range is very, very tight, you should consider it. And again, I don't know what Robert's strategy is, but um, we can extrapolate on the action that's happening here to talk about all sorts of player types. And understand, when I'm reviewing these hands, I am not trying to necessarily critique these players um, specifically. I'm just trying to show you how people play and what you can do to make the most of it. All right, anyway, on the turn, Robert bets 45 bucks, gets snap called. When you get snap called on this turn, you have to think you're against either a king, a queen, or a good spade. What is a good spade on this board? Well, it's going to be the ace of spades or the jack of spades, right? Okay, river is an ace cool card for Robert, because now if your opponent did have the ace of spades, he's going to call any reasonable bet. Like say at ace of spades, jack, right? Or ace of spades, 10, without the flush. He's going to call any reasonable bet. If he has a king, he'll probably call a medium bet. If he has a queen or worse, he's probably going to fold to any bet. So... In this scenario, pot's 146 bucks. Given you have two kings in your range, I think you block the kings, like king X, pretty hard. I mean, I see that Eden has king 10 here, but in general, I think he's going to have more ace of spades blank and more like queen X. And if he has queen X, he's going to fold to any bet. If he has ace of spades blank, he's going to call any reasonable bet of like $100 or $120 in the 146 pot, I think. So I think you want to go pretty big in this scenario, like 100. I think 100 is a nice size. A king may even call you if he is sitting here with like king jack, maybe even king 10 especially if he has a spade blocker, like king of, king of hearts, jack of spades or something like that, maybe he decides to hero call. So I like a bet of about 100 bucks in this scenario. You may say, shouldn't Robert be afraid of jack 10 in the flush? Because, you know, he has a set and he loses to all those. Like, eh, not really. There are plenty of worse hands that can call you, mainly the ace, right? And if you do bet this river and get raised, it's pretty nasty. I'm not going to say you should definitively fold, but I think in most small stakes games, we're playing 2-2 here, right? In most small stakes games, when you do get raised on this river, you're going to be pretty unhappy. All right, Eden does decide to bet $75. I think you'd probably bet a little bit more, but I like the idea of value betting. A lot of players do make the error of just checking. It would go check, check on the river, obviously, and then, you know, uh, Robert would win with his set of kings, but he would miss, or potentially miss out on value. So now, Robert bets 75 and it's on Eden with his king 10, no spades. And I think this is a pretty easy fold at this point. The only hands you're realistically beating here are like pocket jacks and tens and nines that decided to bluff. And then just total air balls preflop, like 
you know, eight, seven of diamonds that decided to give up on the flop, which doesn't really make sense because they should be betting frequently on this board, and then decided to bet the turn in the river. If Robert did have just total nothing, he may consider betting the turn in river, but you have to think he's just going to bet the flop, right? So those don't make a whole lot of sense. So I think this is a pretty easy spot to fold the king-10 offsuit because even if Robert was bluffing like ace-nine of hearts, he got there on the river, right? So... Eden's taking his time calling or folding in this scenario. What you want to do in this spot, if you're playing live poker and you think you can make reads on your opponent, get your calling chips out, act like you're considering a call, and then, you know, while you're considering a call, keep an eye on your opponent. See if they look happy or unhappy. Some people will give off very, very clear reads. Some people will like, uh, you know, tense up a little bit whenever you're about to call as if, oh man, I'm going to lose this hand. Whereas other players will just like almost be happy because like, yes, free $75. And if you can make some sort of read like that, that's definitely what you want to be doing. You don't want to be sitting there thinking, oh, $75, this is a lot of money. I could, uh, you know, take my significant other out to dinner with this or something like that. You don't want to be thinking nonsense like this. Um, you also want to obviously be thinking through the hand and thinking through the ranges at play. And I think in this scenario, King-10 offsuit was actually a reasonable hand on the turn, but the ace on the river is very, very bad for it. And when you get a card that's just very, very bad for your hand and your opponent keeps betting, you should probably just fold, especially if it's you know good for their range. Anyway, Eden does eventually make the call. Robert shows the three of a kind, and he scoop-a-loops a nice pot. So that's going to get for today. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. If you did, click like, click subscribe. I would appreciate it. Check out Best Bet Jacksonville. They have a lot of um, fun streamed live games, so check that out on YouTube. Good luck in your games. Have fun, and I'll talk to you next week.